Section 25 of The Poems of Jonathan Swift, Volume 1, by Jonathan Swift. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Grub Street Elegy on the Supposed Death of Partridge the Almanac Maker, 1708. Well, tis as Bickerstaff has guessed, though we all took it for a jest, Partridge is dead, nay, more, he died, ere he could prove the good squire lied. Strange an astrologer should die, without one wonder in the sky, not one of all his crony stars to pay their duty at his hearse. No meteor, no eclipse appeared, no comet with a flaming beard. The sun hath rose and gone to bed, just as if Partridge were not dead, nor hid himself behind the moon to make a dreadful night at noon. He at fit periods walks through Aries, however our earthly motion varies, and twice a year he'll cut the equator as if there had been no such matter. Some wits have wondered what analogy there is twixt cobbling and astrology, how Partridge made his optics rise from a shoe sole to reach the skies, a list the cobbler's temples ties to keep the hair out of his eyes. From whence tis plain the diadem that princes wear derives from them, and therefore crowns are nowadays adorned with golden stars and rays, which plainly shows the near alliance twixt cobbling and the planet's science. Besides that slow-paced sign Bootes, as tis miscalled, we know not who tis, but Partridge ended all disputes, he knew his trade, and called it boots. The horned moon, which heretofore upon their shoes the Romans wore, whose wideness kept their toes from corns, and whence we claim our shoeing horns, shows how the art of cobbling bears a near resemblance to the spheres. A scrap of parchment hung by geometry, a great refiner in barometry, can like the stars foretell the weather, and what is parchment else but leather, which an astrologer might use either for almanacs or shoes. Thus Partridge by his wit and parts at once did practice both these arts, and as the boding owl, or rather, the bat because her wings are leather, steals from her private cell by night, and flies about the candlelight, so learned Partridge could as well creep in the dark from leathern cell, and in his fancy fly as far to peep upon a twinkling star. Besides, he could confound the spheres, and set the planets by the ears. To show his skill he Mars could jine to Venus in aspect malign, then call in Mercury for aid, and cure the wounds that Venus made. Great scholars have in Lucian read, when Philip king of Greece was dead, his soul and spirit did divide, and each part took a different side. One rose a star, the other fell, beneath and mended shoes in hell. Thus Partridge still shines in each art, the cobbling and star-gazing part, and is installed as good a star as any of the Caesars are. Triumphant star, some pity show, on cobbler's militant below, whom roguish boys in stormy nights torment by pissing out their lights, or through a chink convey their smoke, enclosed artificers to choke. Though high exalted in thy sphere, mayst follow still thy calling there, to thee the bull will lend his hide, by Phoebus newly tanned and dried. For thee they Argo's hulk will tax, and scrape her pitchy sides for wax. Then Ariadne kindly lends her braided hair to make thee ends. The points of Sagittarius's dart 
Turns to an awl by heavenly art, And Vulcan, wheedled by his wife, Will forge for thee a paring knife. For want of room by Virgo's side, She'll strain a point and sit astride, To take thee kindly in between, And then the signs will be thirteen. End of section 25